Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Short, but anyway, fully thought I was infertile for the first six months I had my period when I was 11 because I expected the egg to be the size of a fucking hen's egg. Went to my mom mom in tears one day about it and she still laughs, lol. Bear in mind, I was 11. Can you imagine? (laughs) You're listening to Bandwagons. Welcome back, friends. I'm excited for this one. So am I. So we... Did I come up with this or did I come up with this off the back of the gals messaging? Gals, we got we got a lovely message like we do sometimes from um, people who any think, time of the month who think from any time of the month who said might be a good topic for the podcast or just to mention on the podcast because it's a great initiative what those gals are doing. Um, and Fanula read the message and ran with it. Yeah. So here we are talking about periods. Not really a bandwagon because no one has a choice. But yeah. Everyone's you know doing periods. Everyone's been doing periods. <laughs> Um, no, Shane, our producer, actually specifically requested this episode because he <laughs> what periods are. Um, so I was like, you know what? This is our civic duty. Um, we are facilitators of education. <laughs> Shane is doing a big thumbs up on the Zoom. Um, he's delighted. But yeah, so as I said, uh, the gals from Anytime the Month will be joining us later on the podcast to talk about what they're doing. But first, let's, let's talk, talk about period. a breach. When the old when, flow. When was your first period? Are you willing to discuss? Yeah, was it, yeah, like significant. Like, do you remember it? I remember it because not because I remember it was like we we only had half days on Wednesday in school, so I was got off at like twenty past one, and I'd just gotten home from school, and I was getting ready to go in classic Brie Brown fashion. I was getting ready to go to Group Kyo practice for the flat, and my cousin was over with me because she was going as well, and I just went into the bathroom and I was like, "There she is now." I think I was like, I was nearly fourteen. I was like a week off turning fourteen or something. So I got a period and then I got, I don't know if I got another one, but I remember like getting it and then like it going for like six months and then coming back properly when I was like in third year or something. And that was God, it. that's so annoying. Imagine thinking like you'd kind of like, you dodge the bullet of not having a period and then it's like, oh, 
surprise bitch yeah here I am but then like once you've gotten it once and then it disappeared which has happened to me on and off throughout my life because of like I think coming off the pill and stuff sometimes it just it like goes it doesn't stay it doesn't come back and stay like it'll come back and disappear um and like there's nothing worse than that because you're always waiting for it to come back and you've no like calendar to judge by if it once it's gone for months like it can literally strike at any time literally creep up on you what was your um, and also what was your like uh, code name for it when you were younger oh god I don't know if I really had a code name so my mom told me about it in passing I can't really remember how old I was at that point but I remember I was up at my friend Cormac's house <laughs> the only other straight man that listens to this podcast bar Kean and Anthony Madden um and I'm not I'm not sure if I was up like visiting him or was my my because my sister would was babysitting them at the time or like childminding their family or whatever. So I don't know. Anyway, I was up in his house and I remember I got it and I was like, I need to leave. I need to get the fuck home immediately. And now like Cormac's house isn't far away from mine. So gone on to my mom. Mom came and collected me and I said it to her, and like she was like prepared, like had in the cabinet. We, We were like ready to rock and roll, which was fine. But I was going to like a like a 12th or 13th birthday party that night classic and I remember just being like that it was such a big deal in my head and I felt like I was carrying this burden in the party and I felt like such a woman because we just come back from me and my mom had just been to Poland on a girl's holiday it's <laughs> like 12 as you do Sorry, Poland was amazing. That's another story. Girls Poland's weekend. Girls but I was weekend. after but I was after buying like that pink like you know that Nivea like pink kind of glitzy chapstick yes, that they the did. One. Yeah. So I was after buying that from a shop over there from a shop called Bibi Myros. Um so after buying that and I had gold snake print runners, right? And like a red a red short sleeve like country check just in case people t-shirt. What? You were a woman. Yeah. And I was and I had like new jeans. I was like, you could not tell me anything. I had like a low ponytail, like a sleek low ponytail. I was like, I am a grown woman. Get out of my way. And sure, I spent half the fucking party in the toilet, like just looking at myself, to be quite yeah. honest. And just being like, what? What's going on? What's going on? Looking for updates. The, novel- like- the novelty never really wears off. I feel like the novelty I- absolutely wears off. <laughs> No, like I'm never like I'm 26 now and I feel like I'm like still when I get like leaks and stuff, I'm like, what the f- like how long, how long do I have to be doing this before I can actually master it and not like ruin my underwear or like I a lot of it is laziness from my perspective. Probably like, a lot of it well. is. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a bad or a, a funny experience around your period or PMS? I don't think so. Not nothing so, that's like significant in my brain. I remember like having to switch to tampons because I wanted to go swimming in TY. And fair. that was like a whole ordeal of like me. There was like me and two other girls that said we would sign up to swim in, and it was all all of the all the rest were boys. And it was this whole ordeal where we were all like, right, we're doing this together. We're all switching to tampons, making the big move. Um, and that's like the only significant memory I have. I was very I've been very lucky. Like I don't really I've only started to get cramps really in the last like year. I don't know what that's about. So at the, like the very start of my period, um, I like I got them like the first day. I always got them like really, really heavily, um, and like the pain was like excruciatingly bad, and I'd be like sweating and 
everything else, right? So I was up at a leaving search kind of day in UCC where it was like kind of you paid and it went through like, uh, I can't remember whether it was for maths or history, but they kind of went through questions. It was like a three hour thing. Um, and I remember I got there and I started to get my period and I was like, fuck, I was, I'd was i been caught in the hop. I didn't have anything with me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I went to the bathroom and got something, but then it started being like volcanically bad. Like it was like sweating, as I said, couldn't really concentrate because the pain was so bad. So I'd stay in the bathroom, hunched over, Aww. like like my friends were coming into the bathroom being like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like practically like half naked because I was wearing this like obscene jumper, this obscene novelty jumper. It was just way too warm. So I get stripped off everything. And I was like, the, oh, I knew I needed painkillers, but again, didn't have painkillers. Was like going around UCC and screaming at the toilet cubicle being like, well, not screaming, but I was like, does anyone here have painkillers? I am in a bad way. Um, and sure, like by the time I got painkillers and the pain had subsided, the, the thing was over, like total waste of money. Yeah. Didn't learn anything. Um, my boyfriend at the time had to come and get me. And I'd say I looked like Helga the Haggard, like come, like just sweat, hair stuck to my body. Just like, like I'd gone through the actual wars. I just, anytime I think about, back on that, I'm like, I just laugh at the fact that I missed the entire conference. Like I'm just spent it in the bathroom, like mm-hmm. trying to stay alive. There's nothing, I don't think anything be- is a better representation of girl power than being in a nightclub bathroom and someone saying, does anyone have a tampon? Like yeah. the, the amount, it's like literally everyone just, everyone is like your best friend at that moment. And it, it's like, I don't know, I don't know how to ex- explain it or describe it, but um, I don't know, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good too, Bridget. <laughs> Um, will we talk about some of the stories that people sent in about their funny period and PMS moments? Let's please. Um, do, do you have one first or will I pull one up? Um, I, yeah, I have a, um, I have one. Yeah, we've all, this is kind of one everyone can relate to. Um, I'm going to keep, we're keeping the, absolutely all of these anonymous, whether you said to or not, just for the sake of being sound. Yeah. Yeah. We're very sound. Yeah. Okay. Hey girlies, have a period story that does, doesn't seem bad looking back on it now but Christ at the time I was mortified I went on a J1 in 2018 so one night we were out my period literally started out of nowhere it wasn't even nearly my time but it wasn't that bad and uh but I had nothing with me so I was like it'll be grand I'll just shove some tissue up there and get on with the night it was like 12 a.m at this point I have never shoving tissue I can't um after I've wrapped the tissue like you've done that haven't you I've put it like on my underwear as like a pad nearly yeah yeah. I would never Shove no, it. no, 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 no. And do not too easily do, do not do that. We no. are not doctors, but we know fundamentally that is not something you should do. No, no, no. Uh, after about half an hour, I was on the dance floor and I was like, Jesus, someone must have spilt a drink on me. I'm soaked. <laughs> so I went into the bathroom to investigate. And girls, when I say I looked like an extra out of a Quentin Tarantino movie, I'm not even <laughs> exaggerating. I was wearing light blue jeans too. Like I was destroyed. It was everywhere. It had even ran into my fake pennies, Birkenstocks. So I literally legged it outside with my handbag covering my crotch to order an Uber. It arrives and I go to hop into the back seat. And of course, the interior had to be that kind of suede beige leather. Oh, God. So I had to lie on my side in silence the whole 20 minute journey home while making awkward eye contact with the driver in the rearview mirror. From then on, I had about, I have about a seven emergency tampons in my bag on nights out just in case. Horrific. Love 
the lols over the last few months. I really enjoyed the extra pods. Lots of love. Kiss, kiss. Thanks, Emil. We've, I was going to say we've all been there. I don't know if I actually have. That's exceptional. I'm just imagining yeah. them like Vic- Victoria Beckham legs, like up in the Uber. Like. <laughs> yeah, just staring at the driver. Like, don't ask. I have a short one here and I just laughed at how like very casual it was. So I once had my moon cup in at the end of my period, totally forgot about it. And like the next evening, like 30 odd hours later, I sat on my dildo only to find it. <laughs> what? I just loved like the, oh, she just, I just sat down on my dildo and sure, there it was, totally forgot. Oh my God. <laughs> As if it's just there like amongst uh, like the furniture. I love it. Props to moon cups. Um, this is another long one, but I actually, I really, really laughed out loud at it. The subject is lost at sea. Hey guys, just wanted to share a weird period story. This happened well over a decade ago and I've been baffled about what happened ever since. I was about 14 and I hadn't had too many periods or much communication with my parents about how to deal with them. It was a here are some pads, go sort yourself out kind of situation because everyone involved was too scared to discuss the arrival of my period. So a couple of my friends from school planned a trip to the beach one summer. I was just coming to the end of a period where it was almost over, but not quite. With that in mind, I wore a pad to the beach that day, just in case, along with a pair of denim knee length shorts. I didn't bring any appropriate swimwear because I was adamant I wouldn't go near the water with my period. I honestly had no idea what would even happen. We never learned anything in school about wearing a tampon to swim, etc. After a few hours at the beach, every single one of my friends had gotten in the water and they were having so much fun. The FOMO eventually got to me and I was like, fuck it, I'll just get in. So I waited in, I was waited out in my denim shorts, fairly sure that my pad would remain in place and everything would be grand. My plan was to go to a bathroom as soon as possible and throw it away straight after. In the end, I was glad I did and I had a lot of fun. It was hot enough outside that my clothes managed to dry out within an hour or two of leaving the water. But unfortunately, there was no public bathrooms around to deal with the pad. When I eventually got home, imagine how much the pad would soak up. When I eventually got home, A few hours later, I ran to the bathroom to throw the pad away, only to see it had completely vanished. (laughs) I have no idea what happened to it. And it has now been playing on my mind for nearly 15 years. (laughs) I know that all of my friends would have been the type to scream, ew, there's a pad in the water if the pad had fallen out into the sea. But at the time, nobody noticed or said anything. There wasn't a single moment when I felt the pad departing or was in any way aware of it. So I spent some time wondering if I had actually even worn a pad in the first place. To, to this day, I have no idea what happened or how the pad managed to float out of my underwear, out of my shorts and into the sea. <laughs> as a teenager, I was mortified about this experience. But as an adult, I'm just fr- frustrated that I'll never get to the bottom of it. For me, it's up there with the great mysteries like Flight M37, MH370 and John <laughs> Benet Ramsey. <laughs> this, this person sounds like they are, you've been dealing with this on a psychological level for a very long time. <laughs> oh my God, that is so funny. Um, I have I have one quick one and then a slightly longer one. So I had uh, someone said I got my period after staying at a lad's house, fell down the stairs of the apartment complex, leaving. Texted him to tell him, and he replied, "Lol." <laughs> <laughs> He's a keeper. Oh god, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, definitely not. Okay, so this is another one. Uh, so I used to get really bad cramps when I was seventeen. I travelled from Wexford to Dublin Christmas shopping. Yo I met bye. my sister. And we went into O'Connell Street. We went into Alanda's and got a bottle of Pepsi. I took a drink and after it, I blacked out uh, in the middle of O'Connell Street in December, I should add. Oh, hang on. Sorry, I skipped one. 
And after I blacked out, woke up on the floor at Cleary's. My sister told me that I fainted uh, on the street in the middle of O'Connell Street in the middle of December. She had to try to drag me to the Cleary's to get help. A woman passed me and asked, was I on drugs? Uh, I got first aid in Cleary's. They gave me a free sandwich. And with half an hour, I was hauling a basket around Betty's right as rain. <laughs> what the hell? That would only happen in Cleary's, of course. They'd give you a sandwich. Imagine yeah. you passed out in fucking the Omni or something like They'd be like, get out. Yeah. Get out. Do you have another one? Oh, do you have one? Yeah. You go there and I'm, I'm trying to find my next one. Hey girls, I love the podcast. No better company for my walks. Thank you so much. This Thank is you. The, this is the most unusual place I've gotten my period by a mile. When I was on family holiday to Italy as a teenager, we were on a tour of Vesuvius and Pompeii. <laughs> And as the bus was pulling up to Pompeii, I felt the usual tummy ache and I knew I was in trouble. I got into a huge panic because I was completely unprepared and not surprisingly, there's no pharmacies or shops selling pads or tampons anywhere near Pompeii. (laughs) Anyway, I had an awkward (laughs) dash. Would you believe? Would you believe? Um, I had an awkward dash into all the toilets to see if there were any of those dispensers. Eventually, I had to get my mom to tell the tour guide who was an absolute angel and had some pads with her. I'm on the pill now, so no more of those nasty surprises, thank God, but I just can't deal with it because I just can't deal with it. I'm aware the story story makes me sound a little bit notiony, but I always think laugh thinking back on it. Nothing more embarrassing than a period when you're a teenager. Keep up the good work, and I'm so excited for the live show in November. Much love, XOXO. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Mm, so are we. Um, I had one here I shared this on my story but it's too funny not to say again uh, thought I got my first period uh, ran to tell my mom screaming it's happening thinking it would be a special moment I had piles <laughs> <laughs> lots oh. of confusion over all these holes um, oh god yeah so many um, someone wrote in and said just in terms of PMS and crying about stuff I once cried because there was 13 goujons in a packet and I couldn't divide 13 equally <laughs> on, that's on, you that, that is, is you me. energy on a, on a similar note um, when I was 15 not this is an email when I was 15 I was doing my transition year work experience in pennies I was due on my period in a few days and my hormones were all over the place I was standing there folding the pajamas and a woman came over and asked me where the tea towels were. I burst into tears and just had to reply, I don't know, and ran into the staff room absolutely bawling, crying. (laughs) (laughs) I I told the manager I felt like I was going to faint because how was I meant to tell him I was crying over tea towels? (laughs) The manager had to pay for a taxi to bring me home. Uh, I wanted to die. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to die going back into work experience the next day. That is so funny. Oh, oh God. Work experience and periods and pennies, the trifecta. Absolutely not. Um, my mom told me she bought my sisters a cake. She was away on holidays when it happened. So I insisted that my dad get me a cake too, which he awkwardly did. But you need that energy. This one is... <laughs> I just can't. Washing my menstrual cup and the plug wouldn't unplug. Stuck a bit of foundation in the water to change the colour because I didn't want to tell my husband he was putting his hands in a sink of blood to fix it. Oh, my God. That is. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, I can't. Uh, the mess of it, like mess. Someone, someone just heard in and goes, I shit myself every bit. <laughs> every time. Every. They shit themselves once a month. What do you do? Do you just, like, do you just stay home for a week? I need to know more about that. Like, and this is like, I'm kind of joking about it, but then at the same time, when you think about it, they can be so debilitating. Absolutely. For some people. Like, yeah. it's, 
if you even think of like, it's insane to me that it isn't a policy in workplaces that it's something outside of sick days. You know what I mean? Because like, if you're someone that doesn't get periods, like, you know, like it's just, I don't I know. I still it's, feel like if you ring in sick and say, um, I have my period, that it's kind of sounds like a, like you're faking it. Like it sounds like a real handy go-to fake sick. Like, Yeah, but this, yeah, but that's, it shouldn't be like. It shouldn't be. No, I'm sure it is for yeah. some people. Don't get me wrong. Like absolutely forever stuck. There you go, girls. But like. There's no, no there follow up questions when you bring up the old P word. If I, like, I mean, if I was in school, if I'd been in school last Saturday that I was at that fucking Leaving Cert conference, like there's no way I would have actually been physically able to go. Because like, yeah. like you wouldn't have been able to concentrate or anything. Like, or you would have had to go home sick, like, you know? Yeah. Um, it's funny, like my, obviously I have two younger sisters and it's funny to watch them like go through getting the period for the first time. And like, we're all very open about it. But it's like, sneezing for the first time when they're on their period or like standing up and it's like the whole like Niagara Falls feeling like it's just it is like just so uncomfortable and I don't think people who don't get periods will ever understand yeah how messy and uncomfortable they actually can be okay here's another one hi guys an opening sentence to say how much I love the pod and you're my go-to every time I get in the car or chilling in my room or while trying to decide what genre of music I am in the mood for anyway so here's much. here's my period story it's not the most dramatic so if this makes it to the podcast listeners don't get too hype let's go back to me being a very self-conscious innocent and all-around uncool teenager not that I can say my street cred has drastically improved since then I played a lot of sport in school and this story took place in the away team's changing rooms. We had been on a bus for over an hour so when we got there basically all the girls needed to pee. However, in the changing rooms there was only one working toilet uh, so we all had to queue up and wait. Now the budget for plumbing clearly wasn't high that year because the one working toilet became clogged very quickly. In normal circumstances someone would have found the maintenance person and got them to fix it. However, we only had a short time to get changed before we had to be on the pitch. So we all just said, feck it lads, we all just need to pee, just go and don't bother flushing. Grand, no prob, can do. So it was my turn, I went to pee, but lo and behold, Miss Ruby Red herself decided to arrive. The toilet was not only clogged, it now also looked like a crime scene from CSI Miami. Being the awkward teen I was, I went into full panic mode. The embarrassment of having a period. Big shout out to the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) And so instead of doing the normal thing, saying, guys, I'm so sorry, but I got my period and you'll just have to deal with it. I channeled my inner Meryl Streep and exited the bathroom with a tissue to my nose saying, oh my God, lads, I randomly got the biggest nosebleed in there. What the (laughs) heck? (laughs) An Oscar worthy performance. I'll be honest. I was pretty smug about my getaway and thought it was foolproof. Moral of the story, try not to use a clogged toilet on your period. Not the craziest period story, but it makes me chuckle thinking about how embarrassed I was of periods when I was younger. Much love, kiss, kiss. We've all been there with the elaborate lies though, I think. To be honest. Do you think? Well, I've definitely said the nosebleed thing before. Really? I was in a house with two men and I was like, again, very unnecessarily mortified all the time. Yeah. I think we should all make a point of speaking about periods in front of men for the next week. Yeah, come on, guys. As much as possible. More like that's, like actively doing it. In our that's, everyone's, that's everyone's homework. Yeah. Um, I shared this one of my stories as well, but it is funny. Um, the week I got my first period, Legally Blonde was on RT2. I am now a solicitor. <laughs> that's, how, that's what happens. Literally. Someone else said, can I be the only one that used a pad and thought you had to stick it to yourself? <laughs> oh. No! 
Imagine, like that's a like that's no. a wax. And no, a that is like one. They are so sticky. Do you remember when you get oh. it like a little bit stuck to you? Oh my god. Sorry, no. you know what's the biggest scam ever? The, the wings on pads. No, you need the wings. No, they're the they are actually nothing but inconvenient. No, you, what are you talking about? Should be sitting all over the place. They be stick. No, I I no, I'm not a fan. To be honest. <laughs> Sorry, I hadn't read this one. Got my first period the day after 9-11. <laughs> oh, I remember God. too much. People remember way too much. Truly. Um, do you have another one there? Sorry, just while I... Absolutely. Hi, girls. Can't remember what age I was, but I'm going to guess around 12, but I hadn't got my periods yet. And I stayed at a friend's house for a sleepover one night and her older brother was away for the night. So she said I could sleep in his room. I was thrilled. <laughs> Why would you be thrilled? <laughs> I woke up the next morning and to my horror, the bed sheets were covered in blood, which I discovered were coming from me. Uh, my friend was asleep, so I had to go down to her mom and explain to her. I didn't know what happened and she had to tell me I had got my period in the bed. I will honestly never forget the shame of seeing her having to change the sheets before he got home. Hope you get a laugh. I still cringe when I think of it. Love you. And a nice emoji heart. People are so nice. So nice. Um, I have a short one here and then a slightly longer one. Um, for, oh, I have two actually slightly short ones. Uh, first period was on Valentine's Day. Thought I'd have it forever on Valentine's Day and could never celebrate. Well, oh. Uh, somehow got a pad stuck on my scarf that was dangling down as I was wiping. Um, Ovs looked in the mirror while washing hands and noticed. <laughs> Was only fresh one, but still, yeah, fair. Um, they, they just, they're so sticky. They're so sticky. <laughs> um, I was 10 when I got my period. That week, there was a story in Kari that Dev found out that he had bowel cancer from finding blood in his stool. So naturally, when there was blood in my underwear, I got hysterical, in all caps, and ran downstairs to my mom to say I was dying of cancer like Dev and Kari. Oh, oh my God. That actually, I really, one of my early memories is... Uh, of Home and Away. <laughs> Do you remember Annie in Home and Away? And she was like, I think she was the girl that came from a cult and she moved in with Irene. Oh I, yes, the blonde girl, Natasha. No, no, her name was Annie. She was in a cult. She Are you sure? In. Yes. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm sure there's been like very similar storylines, yeah. but this is the one I'm thinking of. And I remember her coming into the kitchen in Irene's and being like, Irene, I'm dying. <laughs> and Irene was like, what? And she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm bleeding quite a lot. And Irene was like, just burst out laughing in her face, which you shouldn't do either because the girl had never been told. Yeah, Irene, you dumb bitch. But that's yeah. rude. Um, sorry, I have another one here. Oh, oh, hang on. Just seen someone uh, that thought had period, but was piles. Well, mine happened opposite way. Told my mom I had piles with shoving suppositories up my ass for five days <laughs> while the blood gets uh, no. Guys, what's the confusion around the holes? No, you have what so many it? holes down there. Come on, learn them. Oh, now the education is the issue, but like, oh, totally. If, you do, if you're listening to this and you do not know, you have sure. three holes one is your bum, one is your vagina, the other one is your pee hole. Uh, your, your pee hole. <laughs> your okay, there you go. Um, John McNally admitted on their podcast uh, that she thought they were all the one hole up until like she, a couple, like a couple of years ago. <laughs> I absolutely cannot. Do you have another uh, one there? Yeah. Uh, 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 um, I'm trying to find a funny one. Oh, I have another actually quick one here. But Go if you it. are trying to find someone, Mam sat me down to talk about what happens to a woman every. <laughs> 
And I replied, is it the Avon book? Do I get to order every month? She left it a little longer to have uh, the birds and the bees talk. Oh my God. Um, I was on a holiday when I was 15 and still at that age where I refused to accept that I menstruated. My auntie, my sister and I were booked in for scuba diving and you best believe my ovaries wanted in on the adventure. <laughs> Morning of the dive and Flo comes to town. I sit in the bathroom of the hotel wondering, do I get into the sea and allow myself to be a magnet for sharks <laughs> <laughs> and succumb to my own death or trial a tampon for the first time? I had never used a tampon and my mom and sister said this is the only option. I tried to use it, couldn't and began to cry. My sister, a nurse, came into the bathroom and said, I'll do it. Yep, she proceeded to try, put the tampon in for me. My body went into shock and my vagina was having none of it. And I cried some more. After several minutes, we gave up. My hymen was not budging. I strapped a pad to my underwear and went ahead with the scuba dive. Absolutely traumatic experience. I can confirm no sharks approached, but it was a running family joke after. I should note that uh, said holiday ended with food poisoning and the shits. Kiss, kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for letting us know. I had a few few shark um, responses on the Instagram as well. Do, Do sharks care? Well, I think it's a thing that they, when they smell blood, like they're, it makes them go mad, isn't it? Have you never watched Finding Nemo? No, I, no, I have, but right, hear me out, picture this. What is the difference between having a tampon there, like the blood is not that far from the surface of your body and a pad? Like, I don't think the shark, like, would it make, would the shark be all of a sudden able to smell it in like those few inches? I couldn't tell you. I'm not a shark or a doctor. Um, or a shark doctor uh, got my period unexpectedly first time I was sleeping with a new guy I was seeing he let me know by saying oh it's your menzies (laughs) (laughs) menzies is kind of cute but I also hate it to be fair the clinical nature of his response made me feel better and we dated for eight months (laughs) yeah Um, someone else said fainted at 25 trying to use a tampon for the first time got a concussion boyfriend had to pull it out I actually do think like I would have no issue asking someone to try to get the fish to tampon out of me if it got stuck in there. I think I have taken someone's tampon out before. Needs must, like, you know. If One of the meant- girls or something, I don't know where they like hammered or I don't know. It wasn't me. It wasn't out of me. It was out of someone else. I can't remember, but yeah. Um... <laughs> I have a kind of terrifying one. Yeah, okay. It's called tampon trauma. Hi gals, love the pod. I'm a fellow DCU alum. Woo! When I was in third year and living on campus, my best friend slash housemate came bursting into my bedroom with a panicked look on her face. She was freaking out saying she couldn't get her tampon to come out. Now, I have never used a tampon in my life. My mum and older sister never used them. So I just I was just never exposed to the idea uh, and was happy out with pads. So needless to say, I wasn't much help during this tampon emergency. My friend said she had come home drunk for uh, following a toxic Tuesday and had forgotten to change her tampon and now it wouldn't come out. We'd known each other for years and the girl was very clearly in need of some urgent assistance. So when she asked me to help her get it out, I couldn't say no. So after some contortionist moves and a lot of yanking, the tampon finally came out, but so did part of her fucking vagina. What? Literally some kind of inner lining out of her vagina cervix lady bits was hanging down between her thighs. It was a moment. Oh, I'm wincing here. 
it was at that moment that it was like prolapse or something. It was at that moment that we decided that this was very much not a DIY project any longer and we needed to go to a doctor <laughs> ASAP. Went to A&E and assured uh, it wasn't that big of a deal. Tell that to the two traumatized college students who just birthed a tampon and got it popped back in. If I didn't use tampons before, I sure as fuck wasn't using them after. Thanks guys. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Smiley face. Okay, at least it wasn't actually that bad in the end. Because I was like, been, where is this going? I think that I think that's kind of common for ladies who have babies. I think you're like prolapsing is not as uncommon as you might you might think. Maybe it was a clot. Do you know? I brought not my dog to be to like the vet crude the or anything, but I brought my dog to the vet the other day, and the, the person behind us in the queue had a chicken with a prolapsed anus. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, please let me have a look. <laughs> so many questions. Oh, this is dog took my used pad out of the bin, ran up to my brother's room, about five lads in the room. The boys helped me run after the dog and get it out of his mouth, not realizing it was a dirty pad. Oh, no. Um, My nana gave the talk, but failed to tell me it happens more than once. Thought I was dying when it came again. So she bought me a book. Can you imagine getting it once and just being like, oh, that's it. I'm a woman. Yeah. Um. Will I go? Yeah, you go. Um, hi, gals. Love your podcast. Only thing getting me through my master's at the moment. I have a mortifying story to tell you. It was last September. It was the second week of my master's. And of course, because of Miss Rona, all my classes were online. I had a phone call, doctor's appointment in the middle of a two hour lecture and thought, ah, sure, I can just turn off my camera and mute myself and it'll be, gra- it'll be grand. It wasn't grand. My phone rang. I live in the sticks, so the office is the only room in the house with signal. I turned off the camera in a rush and I proceeded to speak to my doctor about how my new pill was giving me god awful cramps, making me super moody and the heaviest flow I ever had. About four minutes into the call, I glanced up at my laptop and seen the lecturer, several girls in my course, uh, and several girls in my course uh, waving frantically at the camera. A few lads, bright red, and numerous teens messages of, you're not on mute. I hung up on the doctor straight away and decided to address it instead of just awkwardly leaving the class. So I was like, ah, sorry about that. Absolutely mortal. Gotta go finish my appointment. Bye. <laughs> the lecturer was super nice about it and the rest of them had a good laugh. I definitely broke the awkward ice of virtual learning. So that's my story. Thanks for the laughs. And I will... Uh, Jeff will become a Patreon when I, or a patron when I am no longer a broke student. Thanks. And then there's a name, but I'm not reading the name. That would be much appreciated. Thank you so much, Anonymous. Um, I had someone sent in here. My family celebrated my first period with a meal in a fancy restaurant. I should not, that not be how it's always done. Yes. I think it should be. Little bar mitzvah. Um, uh, my dad awkwardly gave me a tenner after my first period for being such a good girl all week. Men, like, as much as I'm like, we need to break the stigma, men need to understand there is something really iconic, really heartwarming, really hilarious about men just being like, whatever it is, deal with it. I'm really proud of you, but I want no part of it. Yeah. And I don't want to learn at any point. Here's a tenor. Um, I like, I, I don't think my dad knows. I think my, still, my dad is still like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, this is another one I shared in my story and on the subject of talking about not knowing holes. A friend of mine put her tampons up her bum because she thought she only had one hole. I'm never, ever, ever physically going to get over that. No. Like, never. Imagine the pain. I can. Oh, I, like, just, like, I don't even want to know how what kind of tampon it was. I don't even want to know. 
I don't want to know. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Um, uh, we're lots of dogs eating t- pads. Yeah, sorry. I got another one there as well where the person was lying robbing their mom's pads and like lying and throwing them in the bin and the mom came in and was like here do you do you have your period because the dog's after knocking over the bin and he's like going around the garden with the pad. Oh, no. like can you imagine like trying to be so discreet and then it's exposed in like the worst yeah. way possible that's what you get uh, little sister putting two and two together and getting a hundred. My youngest sister was told everything she needed to know about periods from her older sisters, including me. And we were always very open about talk or er, open talking about the subject in front of her, etc. So we all assumed she had a good understanding of periods and what to expect. We should never assume, girlies. Never assume with these never things. Never learning. It makes an ass out of you, <laughs> you and me. Um, Anyway, so she was 13 or so when she came to our mummy all stressed out and said that she had leaky bowel syndrome. She had Googled the symptoms she thought she had and was convinced she was suffering from this syndrome, lol. She even started crying because she said mum and dad would be out a few grand because you usually have to pay for the surgery, lol. Anyway, mum quickly figured it out, figured out it was her first period, which had never crossed my little sister's mind for some reason, lol. We all laughed about it and then, and now then and now but I'll never get over her thinking the family would be in debt paying for her surgery for her leaky bowel it is tech not it's not technically a leaky bowel it's in a it's way it's actually not technically a leaky bowel <laughs> something is something is leaking from you but it's in not way. from there um mine's so heavy that every time I go to the jacks the dramatic music from x factor plays in my head um what was the other one I had there Got first one in school. Guidance counselor gave me cow print underwear from her filing cabinet. Jesus. Like kind of on trend though. You know what I mean? Like cow prints all the rage now. Um, tampon fell out of my bag in work. Uh, she worked in a pub. And one of the lads picked it up, then screamed and dropped it like it was on fire. It was in its wrapping still. Fucking <laughs> hell, man. Fragile masculinity. Fragile masculinity. Oh, sorry. This one kind of gave me the fear of God. Most recently, I thought I was having the worst PMS of life. Turns out I'm pregnant. Oh my God. <laughs> very similar, very similar symptoms. Congratulations oh no. to you. But um, funny, 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 funny. Um, my five-year-old found a tampon applicator in the park last week. I told him it was dirty rubbish and we should put it. In, we, uh, we should. Put oh it, God, what is this? And we should put it in the bin. But he was adamant that I tell him what it was. It's just picture in the fucking, the poor child picking it up. He was not satisfied with something for grown-ups. I'll explain it when you're a bit bigger. A thing for putting inside something inside. A thing? 
for putting something inside somewhere else or simply applicator. He was devastated. And even after I put it in the bin and cleaned our hands, he cried and cried, begging me to just tell him what it was. <laughs> Lads, I was not prepared for this part of parenting. He's five. Where do I even begin? But you know what? Fair play to him for asking the questions. Yeah. And I mean, like you did kind of try and diffuse as much as possible because like realistically, still not really going to understand. Yeah. Um, That'd be fine. You're doing a good job. Yeah, no, if no one's told you this lately, you're doing, you're a good doing job. great. Um, got my period late, was so embarrassed, used to pretend to complain about cramps to fit in. Um, two-year-old shouting, ma'am, you've jam on your bum in the middle of a huge <laughs> pennies queue. Children, like, we just, uh, we need to stop them. Um, I spent two plus hours crying over the fact I couldn't get past a certain level in Candy Crush and then started a fight with my then boyfriend over it. Honestly, put me down. Is that why you broke up? Just out of curiosity? Let us know. Oh, no. Um, should we, we, before we forget, we should probably introduce our guests. Yeah, let's introduce our guests who are going to share some stories of their own and talk about the work they're doing. Uh, we were joined by Katrina and Katie from Any Time of the Month. And this is our chat with them now. We are delighted to be joined by two project leads from any time of the month to discuss period poverty and everything in between. Katrina Halloran, Katie McNicholas, thank you so much for joining us on Bandwagons. Thank you for having us. Talk to me about period poverty. Like, I think I know what it means, but for anyone I suppose who doesn't or maybe might not fully understand it, what is it and how does it affect people who get periods? So period poverty is basically the inability to afford or access period products. And there's a lot of, I suppose, like a lack of awareness around it. And like, as you said, you kind of think that you know what it means, but we found it on time of the month in 2019. And when we were doing that, we did a needs assessment around the Castroy area because we're a student-led group in UL. So that's kind of where we all, that's our catchment, basically. And we surveyed over 200 um, third-level students and we asked them, Um, have you ever experienced period poverty have you ever not been able to afford period products and one in three people that answered that survey said like they have experienced period poverty like not being able to afford because of financial reasons and then further down that survey we actually asked another question we asked um have you ever gone longer than the recommended four hours wearing a period product because of lack of accessibility? And 75% of people actually said, yeah, they have. And that's actually dangerous. It's very unhygienic and it's not safe. And they've like, people use toilet paper as a substitute without realizing that it can cause issues. It can cause toxic shock syndrome, et cetera. So I think that lack of awareness that one in three said, yeah, I, I know I've experienced period poverty. And then three quarters actually were experiencing period poverty without even realizing it. And obviously that's in UL. So we're like a student group and we're probably quite like affluent when you think about the Castroy area, you don't really think about poverty. And um, there's obviously other cohorts of Irish society that would be a lot at higher risk again. So direct provision centers, homeless centers would be areas where there would be a lack of provision of period products and obviously even more incredibly serious in those areas because there might be cultural barriers or the stigma that we face, it's just increases tenfold when you look at other cultures and the lack of conversation around it. So when we found it, that was when we kind of targeted first was those areas that are at very high risk. So direct provision centers, homeless centers, and 
the first thing we did, I suppose, was start up the badges and stickers. And that was just to create a network of friendly strangers. So if I was in the library and I was stuck, because everyone's been caught, like stuck, like no one's period is like a perfect four week cycle. Like, I don't <laughs> believe that actually exists. No, like 28 days and you're like, zing, and it just arrives. Like We can only like, wish oh, that you're alarmed that we'll <laughs> exactly. eventually evolve, that that is what happens. But yeah, no one I think has. that's a myth. Like, I don't know anyone that is like, I absolutely know like on the dot when my period is coming. And obviously like you might caught short. So the idea behind the badges and stickers like our logo is just like a tick green tick with a pink background and I have one stuck on my laptop so if someone's at, like anywhere and sees me they know they can come up to me and I'm not going to be like oh don't talk to me about your period Do you know what I mean like it's just signifying to people that I am like happy to talk about it. I'm happy to help you if I have a period product on me then I'll give one to you or I can direct you towards one of our partners we've actually partnered with 11 student unions across Ireland so um if you are a college student listening to this, like the, it actually is the odds are that you're any time of the month accredited student union. So student union centres have committed to providing period products for free for students. And it was just getting that awareness out there that these are things that are available and people might not be talking about it because it's periods, but you know, there's people looking to help you and it's just raising that awareness. Do you get many people approaching you? Well, I guess during the pandemic, it hasn't been as common because no one's out and about. But I mean, I was in UL going into the library a few weeks back and we, I just saw a person I didn't know at all wearing our logo on their bag. So like, it's nice to see people out there who are actually repping the badge and sticker um, and like they're ready for people to approach them. Why do you think there is still such a stigma around periods? Like it's... I even for myself like I know I'd be like relatively open with everything and I still think even maybe with some people or like some details but I'm a bit like oh even though I sh- I shouldn't be you know what I mean like why why is it still there and why is it still such an issue I think one reason we realize it is because there's no education around this like most of us on the team went to all girls schools I was in a mixed school but even for the all girls schools periods were never talked about like the like most you might get from it is in biology class when they're telling you oh this is the cycle and these are the facts but no one ever talks about what comes with a period like how do you use period products all the different like the PMS everything Um, and it was funny I was talking to a woman recently at one of our events she lives in the UK and she was saying her husband is in the Marines and he was taught how to use a tampon, but she was never taught how to use a tampon. What because the they, hell? Yeah, they taught them how to use it in case they got nosebleeds, like how to properly no, use it. No, I thought that was a joke. They, do they really use them for nosebleeds? Yeah, she said he has learned how to use a tampon. And then you see schools and it's like young people, like girls or anything in secondary school, No one ever talks about it. So then when no one's ever talking about it, of course, there's going to be a stigma there. So that's why we um, created our secondary school program. We talk about everything about period, like the science behind it, um, PCOS, PMS, um, how to use the period products, how society reacts around periods. Um, So we've been rolling that out in schools just to get that conversation going and educate young people. That's so fair, actually, because even like the talk you'd get in primary school usually comes too late for maybe like a 10% of the class who've already gotten their period. So they're just kind of landed with it. And they like, unless your family are very open about it, you probably have no idea what's going on. I never got a chat about it. Like my and like my mom told me about them 
didn't go into huge range detail, but told me about them. And then I remember going into fourth and fifth class when we were starting with our teachers, there was kind of like, here's where the pads are. And that was it. It was like, mm-hmm. or, and th- sometimes they wouldn't even say pads. Like they would be weird around. The, they were like, these are here for when you need them. And it was kind of like, right. Oh, like, okay. And again, it was fine because I had been told and I understand what they were for. I understood what they were for, but I'm sure everyone else in the class was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I think one thing we've seen as well is, you know, the terminology around period products. So we like openly say, oh, it's a period product. It's for your period. Whereas obviously the more common term might be sanitary products. Um, And then as well, if you're in a shop, you see like the feminine hygiene section. That's what they want to call the section for like pads and tampons because they don't want to openly say, oh, it's for your period. So like that's where it all comes from as well. Sanitary towels sounds so much worse than period as well. Doesn't it? Like if you just say period pad or pad, like it's not yeah. as bad. Um, we were talking before we started recording there, Katrina, about um, a TikTok you've done uh, with any time of the month where you interviewed some uh, lad friends of yours um, about periods, period products, everything else. I would uh, very much enjoy uh, to hear what they had to say <laughs> in that quiz. <laughs> Yeah, so I was um, just talking with some one of my guy friends and we started asking him questions about periods and we realised he knew feck all. And I mean absolutely nothing. So we were like, we need to record this and just put it up because if we got a laugh out of it, we were like, everyone else is going to as well. Um, so then um, another guy volunteered with him, the poor souls. I didn't think they realised what they were in for. <laughs> and we just started asking them loads of different questions. And I mean, like they said specifically one of them said like oh you lose 80 mils or 20 mils as far up as 20 as two liters of blood on your period and another one one was saying I think that um a period happens because your urethra breaks down and I was like right okay (laughs) the quality education that's been going on um oh my god yeah we have that on our TikTok I can't remember any more of them off the top of my head but like you should go look at it we'll share it we'll share it on our story yeah you'll get a good laugh out of it um the poor lads would probably kill me because they were like no don't publicly say (laughs) that we know nothing But even as it stands, like um, I was talking to a primary school teacher the other day and they are still giving like the talk in inverted commas separately. So they give the girls talk. They talk to the girls about what girls need to know. They talk to the boys about what boys need to know. And it made me so mad because I was like, I have had to learn everything about boys from like talking to my friends or looking online or watching things. And like boys are not going to go out of their way to do that about periods unless they like have daughters or like are going out with someone and it's like, and then they go and actively educate themselves, but they're never, they're never told. Like they're just totally left out of the loop. Yeah, but like even like a period is just like so intrinsically linked to sex ed when you look at schools, like it's like all oh, periods like as a function of sex and that whole thing of dividing up boys and girls. It's just, even if you don't realize you're doing it, you're creating this kind of mentality where you're creating this in-group with the girls and they're like, okay, so this is our secret now to keep from like the boys. Cause like the, our teacher, our personal authority has told us that this is our stuff to know. They have their own stuff to know. And we don't talk about it. So I suppose it might be a bit like, I don't know, like harsh on men to be like, for sure they were always told that's the women's problems do you know what I mean that's for them to kind of deal with and we'll do whatever thing like there's no kind of openness around it and from the very beginning like your very first bit of information that you're fed about your period your half the class have been kicked out before that's even fed out do you know what I mean so that whole thing of like a bit shamey and the thing it starts very young and it's kind of it's not obviously 
on the surface very like damaging or very no one's doing it on purpose but it's just creating that mentality in your head where we have a little in group people with periods and no one else needs to know about it like we don't need to talk about it just shove the period pad up your sleeve and you know sneak off the toilet and don't let anyone know like the noisiest packaging is a period pad package (laughs) like sitting in the cubicle it's like ripping open a bag of crisps and you're like oh my god (laughs) like trying to get someone to wash their hands at the same time as you and strategically whip off the pad but like you're in the toilet like oh you're peeing or you're changing your pad it's they're all biological functions so after triggering such a primary school memory of me with the period pad up the sleeve like what like why like it's just so there is just no need like no need um we were sharing some stories from listeners their funny period stories pms stories so i thought it only right to turn the mic back to you gals if you have any uh funny stories that you might be willing to share um, doesn't have to be about E, maybe it can be about someone else. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I think one thing we said anyway is, do you know when you're playing GA like Mogi or football, those teams that have white shorts for girls are just out, like for like they're just looking to come at us because if you get your period, like I remember the anxiety where you'd be like, oh, you know, like check the back of me there, like make sure there's no blood coming through. So the white shorts have definitely caused anxiety through the years. Um, and I think one other story that came in from our Instagram that I found really funny at the time was, since I don't have my own story, I'll share someone else's. Um, they said their granny used to use um, a pin to tie the pad to their knickers and they went for an MRI and the MRI went off and then the nurse had to remove the pin. Um, so yeah, we found that. Oh my God. <laughs> oh That's my risky. God. That is risky. <laughs> You're playing with fire with a safety pin in your knickers. White clothing for like your legs from the waist down is anti-feminist and is up over <laughs> yeah. like I, like I, I had, we had so many stories come in about white leggings white jeans and I'm just like you know what that shouldn't be allowed they as need to come built in Labor Day. yeah like need, they need to be like built in with period products oh I can't deal Katie what about yourself oh god like I don't know I started to for it I was like yeah well, I'm not gonna like say this but then I was like our education program, we do talk about period products and like how to use period products. And um, I say, I'd say a friend of mine this happened to, but she absolutely never learned yeah. how to use tampons. And to this day, age 20 years old, she's kind of scared of using tampons. Just it's me, I can't do it. Um, I don't know why. I think I clench. I think it's like an anxious thing where I'm like, Woo! like, you shall not pass. But I remember going to a youth club, like Froiga, and I wanted to wear my leggings. So I was like, I'll give it a go. But no one had ever told me how to like use one. And I didn't realize, I suppose, how far you could get one up there without it actually being anywhere. Like yeah. I just <laughs> no, shoved I it this. kind of like lengthways. It wasn't where well, it didn't go up at all. Like it was just kind of sitting on the surface oh so bad went down and weeded out and I was like what (laughs) hole did I have that stuck into I literally just went in and looked for any hole stuck it up I had to ring my mum to bring a pad and I don't know I haven't used tampons since because I just they're hard enough to get your head around and it's just you know those like the instructions that come with them like a million miles long and like an inch of English and some woman with her leg up on the toilet and you're like how so like it's like people it's obviously an awkward conversation to have but like 
I'll I'll never get over that Tampax ad that kind of led you to believe they were sweets. Does anyone remember that? And they used to smell like so good. Yeah, it was like she used to smell like candy. She was like she was going to the ad was so fucking strange. I might I I I might watch it and I'll describe it later on in the episode. But like it really when I was younger, much younger now, like I was fully like oh they're like they're sweets like or they're on about sweets no no do Wasn't not eat them there it got, they got mixed up with a chocolate or something in the ad where they were something like, like that i think that was so fucking strange but yeah i'm very much off the tampon bandwagon myself. i i will wrap it out here we i had to sit outside we were in college when we met and i had to sit outside her bathroom door one day and talk her through the process of putting a tampon in it was me and her friend keen mccarthy um, who also, Why was Keen McCarthy Keen there? Keen McCarthy like, knew more than both of us. Hit, hetero gay man, like not hetero. <laughs> <laughs> A walking contradiction. Um, yeah, trying to talk for Nula through, and she just kept like putting it in and taking it back out immediately with whatever it's, way she was doing stressful. it with the applicator. It's so hard it's to explain. Stressful. And the more you think about it, the more you clench. Like yeah. you're like, I want to get this up. It's like no, you can't overthink yeah. it. Everyone's no. like squash. I'm like no, I'm not <laughs> squash. Let's put my pad on. <laughs> Politely, I'm going to pass. Yeah. Um, what's next for ye and any time of the month? And where can people find out more uh, about ye and the project? Um, yeah, we're doing loads of things. So I'll just talk how people can get involved in the different parts. Um, the main thing for anyone that they can help out with is our network of friendly strangers, as Katie mentioned. So you just buy one of our badges or stickers on the website and then you can display it. It's nice and discreet. It's just a pink background with a green tick. It's not like you have blood or tampon displayed on you somewhere like in an image. Um, so it's nice and discreet. You display that and the profits are used to donate period products to the homeless and those in direct provision. Um, and then another initiative which we have is our workplace ambassador program. So obviously we've all been at work and you know when you get your period and you have absolutely nothing on you and you're just set up for a shit day at work then because like that's all you're going to be thinking about um so we have had a number of companies come on board with us and they provide free period products to their employees and to their customers um so some of those are Ifa McNamara um the fashion label based in Limerick um we've had Pecant Media Labour Party um a big one recently is eBay which is very exciting um so yeah those companies get on board so if anyone thinks their workplace would support something like this then you know feel free to drop us an email um then as I mentioned we also have our secondary school education that we're trying to roll out even more as well um but I think the big, big thing as well is our socials so as I was saying if anyone wants to learn about periods maybe there's some lads out there who are feeling a bit targeted after this one I think they should brush up on their education um, we run a series called Menstrual Monday on our Instagram that just talks and educates about everything period related um, and yeah we're constantly having a conversation going over there on the socials as well amazing the future is bright with the at the helm gals and everyone else on the team Katrina Halloran Katie McNicholas from Anytime of the Month thank you so much for joining us on Bandwagons Thank you very much for having us. Katrina and Katie there from any time of the month. We will be tagging them on social. So come and find them, check them out. They're doing really good stuff across the TikTok. And as they said, if you are in a workplace that you think might benefit from some of the schemes that they're doing, uh, definitely drop them an email.
Do you have, um, will we do like a little couple more gas stories and then we'll, we'll segue into mini bandwagons. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one there? Sorry, I'm just getting to the end. I of do. Mine. I have, I have a, like a, a more of a classic tale. I feel like everyone's had this. A classic tale. Absolutely. Yeah. Give it to me. Um, last week, me and my friend went for a walk in the park nearest us. And as we were walking back to our cars about five minutes away, my friend realized her period had started. She was wearing black leggings and it was so obvious there were no, there was no hiding it. Yeah, big dark patch as if she had pissed herself. She's on the <laughs> pill and wasn't supposed to get it for another two or three weeks, but it came on there anyway, full whack. And for the last few minutes of the walk, we had to waddle quickly back to our cars with me in front of her. Uh, blocking anyone from seeing her. A bit traumatic for her, but hilarious for me, as it wasn't me, thank God. Especially when we passed this car of lads our age in their 20s. I couldn't stop the laughs as she pretended to look at her phone. They must have thought we were deluded or fancied them or something. Just goes to show you can't trust Mother Nature. Lads don't know how easy they have it. Oh, truly. Speaking of... Mm -hmm. Uh, this person said when I was about 14 I was on the couch in bits with cramps sister gave me a hot water bottle uh, chocolate etc et the next day my nine year old brother cute out was like I don't feel well I think I have what and then they've Aww. said their name I think I have what she has I'm having what um, she's having so my sister was like what your period poor boy was more so um, I had another one in there got my first period when I was 10 in school during a drum conjure test that's Irish childhood trauma if I've ever heard it yeah like that is a calamity of errors um in Gwail took first year my friend put tampon in with the applicator and it got stuck we all had to help oh. I couldn't know we it. all Sorry. had to help what does that mean I yeah I do wish you more <laughs> details there but anyway oh my um, god I got my first period at a sleepover in my best friend's crime scene in the bed the next morning I just pulled the duvet over and left it though telling her because I was so mortified <laughs> we got Aww. a few of them um, we had a Spanish student that got her period while she was with us. Oh, really? Yeah, shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> Did your mom uh, talk to her about it? Uh, well, like, it was a pretty, there was a language barrier, and I print, like, oh, she yeah, was old enough. Like, I think she knew what was, well, I hope she knew what was going on. Um, my mom had these weird Chinese medicine detox foot patches. Okay. And I decided to use them one night. I got my, I got my first period that night and thought it was the detox. Ah. Um, my dad asked me to blow dry my hair in another room because he was trying to watch TV and I fully broke down crying, telling him I was never going to find love. He was so confused in brackets. Oh my God, there. that's me. That is me. Oh. oh, sorry. I forgot about this one as well. When I was in primary school, my friend said, did your mom tell you about periods? I said, no. She said, blood comes out your, you know. And for two years, I thought blood would come out of my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Insert dirty body part here. Oh God. Um, um, had you track your period? No, I don't. I I use an app called Flow. I'm gonna shout it out because I feel like it's honestly saved me on so many occasions. Where it kind of it's like kind of adjusts like you track your period and it'll tell you when you're kind of due your next one and when you're ovulating and stuff. Um, and it might not be perfectly accurate, but it's good enough to give you a heads up. So if you don't track your period, just do it. Yeah, my Fitbit, I'm due mine tomorrow, I think, according to my Fitbit. Very good timing, given the episode is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. How did you pull um, that one off? I honestly don't know. Queen of queen of uh, promotion. Um, That's all my emails, I think. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I have any more stories either. I think um, if we've learned anything, girls, please, please try get it off the pads. Like, please try. 
yeah. uh, I don't know. Some people just can't. I we me and Fanula use um organic cups or moon cups or lily cups or whatever they're called, menstrual cups. Yeah. Um, and they're great for the planet and they're so much easier to deal with, I think. They're much messier to change, but um last for way longer than other alternatives. So I would recommend it, would you? Yeah. Takes a good bit do, of getting used to. Do what suits you though, peeps. Yeah. Um but if it is something that maybe you haven't tried, definitely worth considering because of obviously the environmental impact, as we um said. And just a big thank you to everyone who shared stories. Um, we very much appreciate it. And hopefully this episode will help in kind of breaking down those barriers and conversations, um, remove some more of the stigma. Talk we to your boyfriend, talk to your brother, ask him what he knows, teach him. Um, and oh, sorry, I think someone emailed speaking about uh, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Did you see that email? No. Um, so it's basically like just to, well, not give a shout out to it, but maybe if it's something that people that you might think you're suffering with, because it's not really spoken about that often. Um, it's basically like it's PMS, but it's more serious. Um, you'd have like severe irritability, depression, anxiety in the week or two before your period starts. Um, like it's severely underdiagnosed because such is women's health. It's just the way it is. But if you find yourself having very, very bad, very, very severe PMS, um, definitely worth speaking to your doctor about. Um, I'm not going to sit here and diagnose anyone, obviously, but I think it's important to talk about. I think Stellar Magazine ran a piece about it in maybe their last issue or the most recent issue. I'm not sure if you'd be able to track that down. Um, and also my friend, well, she's not really my friend, but she kind of is my friend. I know her from the internet. Um, uh, Emily, I cannot think of her second name. I'm just bringing her up on Instagram now. Um, she curated an anthology called So Hormonal um, by Emily Horgan. Um, and I think that covers that as well. There's like, a, it's a collection of personal essays um, about hormones and kind of the role they play in our uh, daily lives. Um very raw and very worthwhile, I would say, if that's something that people want to check out. Absolutely. Mini bandwagons. Well, do talk to your doctor if you think your period, something's off about your period. Talk, talk to your doctor. Your book yeah. your smears. Book your smear, girls. Book your smears. Um, on the same, one of my mini bandwagons on the same, on the topic of period poverty. Um, Little, big props to Little, they're introducing their brand new period poverty initiative where they're offering period products in partnership with Homeless Period Ireland. So they're set to become one of the first major retailers in the world to offer free period products in stores nationwide to women and girls across the country affected by period poverty. Um, as I said, in partnership with Homeless Period Ireland and the Simon Communities of Ireland. So you can um, claim your free box of sanitary pads or tampons. You get like one free box a month per customer through the Little Plus app. And it was due to start um, on the 19th of April. So look out for it. Get the app and uh, absolutely take advantage of it. You know what, though? Like, <clears throat> if Little can do it, a fucking corporation, why isn't the government doing it? I know. So I was like, but listen, like, at least someone's trying. At least we're getting small steps. I pre, just before the pandemic, I had a spawn job with the company um, talking. I'm pretty sure I can talk about this now, but I just won't name the company um, where they were bringing in free period products for their employees. Um, it was like a big, uh, 
company in the area of finance, we'll say. And um, for the to promote it, we I went out in the street and like uh, basically filmed people saying that they were going to have to like bring their own um, or they were going to have to pay extra to get into they were gonna have to pay to use the toilet in uh, like a particular stadium in Ireland, which I also can't name because it might give away the financial provider. It doesn't matter. I don't think they'll care. But anyway, so they would have to pay to use the toilet in the stadium. I was trying to get reactions to them as if for them to be like, what? Oh my God, that's ridiculous. And then I turn around and actually be like, well, funnily enough, you know what's ridiculous? The fact that women have to pay for tampons and periods if they're caught in, or not tampons and periods, tampons and pads and period products if they're caught in the hop at these matches and everything else. Um, but the video never came to be because the matches at this particular stadium were cancelled, obviously, because of the COVID. So Aww. I'm pretty sure the initiative, it, the no, I didn't. And it was a oh, day fuck. Yeah, oh, it was fuck. a bit of a balls. Now, like that was, nobody could have predicted a global pandemic. Bit of a pain in the hole, but anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they rolled it out anyway for like their employees or whatever, which is good. And whenever the stadium is open, there'll be free period products there. So there you go. Sorry, I hijacked shout that. Out, but I shout just out to the there. to that company we can't name. <laughs> shout out to the anonymous company that I cannot mention and do not mention. Um, uh, fine. I was gonna have haircuts here because like everyone's booking their haircut, but now it feels so, so stupid no. after what you were talking about. So no. <laughs> darkness. I did get a, I, I did get an appointment for my haircut though. I'm yes, everyone's doing it. Everyone, everyone's at it. To me, everyone is on the bandwagon again. Haircuts. Finally, um, darkness into light is happening this Saturday, the eighth of May. Um, of course this year there are no organised events we cannot gather as usual at the usual Darkness Into Light venues um, so everyone is being asked to do it on their own in their own way whether you want to do like a walk or swim bike or just like go and watch the sunrise you can take part and you can donate um, and you can like post on social media and stuff and you can fundraise and um, all the information is on darknessintolight.ie but uh, yeah I'm going to be doing, I'm going to go get up on Saturday. We did it last year with my housemates. Going to do it this year. Going to go to the beach and watch the sunrise. And it's just a nice, nice thing to do. Nice moment. I would say if you're going to do it, try stay away from maybe some hotspots of people. Try, try just, let's not crowd. Let's not do crowds, guys. Let's not do crowds, guys. Crowds That's are not going to get off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to be doing it as well. I'm actually yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to doing it and then coming home and going back to bed. Yeah. And then getting up and having a fry. Getting up and I have a nice coffee, nice few pastries. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this has been Bandwagons. Thank you so much for listening. This episode has been produced by Collaborative Studios. As always, we are Bandwagons Podcast everywhere on social media. We are on Patreon. If you would like to subscribe and join us over there for lots of bonus episodes and bonus fun, uh, you can at patreon.com forward slash bandwagons. And um, you can follow us on Spotify to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. And if you want to leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, we'd like that quite a lot. I've been Fanula. I've been Breed. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs>